Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. My girl, Ava Louise. Ava Louise is up today on Sugar World. All week long, guys, I did this series in 2022, and now I'm airing it all at once because people are also so fascinated by sugar babies, gabies, sugar daddies. So Ava Louise is an internet sensation. This girl, and she's a businesswoman. I've gotten to know Ava and her mom, Susan, a lot. They have such a difficult relationship at times because, as Ava will talk about in the podcast, she feels like her mom is a narcissist. Susan feels like Ava's just never behaved. Um, But Ava has gone, she's amazing at hacking the internet. She's gone viral for alleging that Jeffree Star and Kanye West hooked up. And did she ever actually get sued by Kris Jenner? Um, Or was that cease and desist even real? Um, Ava is just so unique. I've also gotten to know her and her best friend and business partner, um, Alex, that she works with. And they're amazing. Not only that, they manage other OnlyFans stars. So if you're on OnlyFans and want to be managed by one of the best, give Ava Louise a call and follow her on Instagram. Here's Ava. Welcome to Sugar World, a seven-part podcast series about sugar babes, sugar mamas, and the sugar daddies that end up marrying their babies. Sugaring, or sugar dating as it's referred to, is a transactional dating practice typically characterized by an older, wealthier person and a younger person in need of financial assistance in a mutually beneficial way. So think of those payments coming as money, gifts, upfront negotiation, and it's all in exchange for companionship, and a dating-like relationship. 
You might think the world of sugaring is basic, right? An older guy wants to be with a younger woman. He's got money. She's young. She's gorgeous. But you haven't heard the details of what goes into this world of sugaring. Like a sugar babe who was offered $1 million to have her sugar daddy's baby. To another who hired a private investigator to weed out Splenda daddies. By the way, those are daddies that think they have money, but they're really cheap and they don't. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, and you can find this podcast series on the Sarah Frazier Show podcast, released every week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and more. This is a Hey Frazier and NY27 Productions creation. Sugaring is everywhere, and it's grown in popularity through the pandemic. Even celebrities have transitioned from sugar babes into huge careers. Christine Quinn on Selling Sunset says there's nothing wrong with having a sugar daddy. Actress Chloe Cherry on Euphoria says she learned to value herself from her sugar daddy. And then there's Noella Bergner from Real Housewives of Orange County. She is an unabashed sugar babe who's looking for her next sugar daddy and even teamed up with the popular website Seeking Arrangements where a lot of people go to seek a sugar daddy. Okay, on today's podcast episode of Sugar World, arguably the most famous sugar babe out there, Ava Louise. She's an Instagram model. She has gone viral numerous times. You may have seen her on Dr. Phil. She's made numerous appearances, including when she licked a toilet seat. I've been a fan for a long time because it's easy for someone to go viral once, but when you can hack the internet multiple times, whether you agree with me or you disagree, there is something pretty special and amazing about that, Um, certainly in a controversial way, in a way that you're able to grab people's attention, and that is Ava Louise. She's on the podcast today. She is talking about her latest scandal, more detail with Antonio Brown that happened several months ago. She was snuck into Antonio Brown's hotel room, hooked up with him the night before he walked off the field with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So how was she able to get into that hotel room? How much did she make from the controversy? And Ava grew up rich, so why did she decide to become a sugar babe? All that. You may also hear some of the names of the gentlemen that she talks about in these stories removed from the stories. So, of course, that was um, just because we needed to verify everything and wanted to put this out. So all the stories are from Ava. Here's her podcast. Oh, my God. Okay. I don't – you don't understand. This is a full circle moment for me. Okay. I have been, you have to come on here for a while. I have been trying to get you on my show and talk to you for years. I fell in love with you the moment you got on that private jet and licked that toilet seat and was on Dr. Phil. I was like, this woman knows how to hack the internet. I knew that it was, was a third joke. time on Dr. Phil, actually. That was your third time on Dr. Phil? Yeah. He, like, he literally loved, is like obsessed with me. I guarantee if I wanted to go back on, they would put me back on. But no one gets famous off Dr. Phil anymore. Those episodes don't get any media coverage. Like, the era of Dr. Phil is slowly coming to an end. So, wait a minute. What was the first incident that got you on Dr. Phil? That was like how I first got famous is I said I was addicted to Instagram. Cause like Dave Portnoy was trying to hook up with me and stuff like that. And was posting me on barstool sports all the time. So I started getting like a bunch of like D like Instagram followers. And I had like 30 K at this point. So I remember like sitting there and I was tripping on some acid <laughs> and I was like, sitting with my friend and I was like, should I sign up for Dr. Phil? 
And my friend was like, you have to do it. So I signed up for Dr. Phil and I said that I had like a social media addiction. And I was just like, I don't know what to do, Dr. Phil. Like, all I want to do is be Instagram famous. I don't want a real job. I hate college and stuff like that. So when I went on Dr. Phil, and I also think they mentioned like sugar daddies as well. They were like, so you just have a bunch of sugar daddies and post on Instagram. And I was like, yeah. And like, that was my first thing. So we were like acting it out, like obviously just personifying like parts of myself. And that did really well. And then I made Skinny Legend Anthem after that. And then the toilet came after that. (laughs) Okay. So you like, it was kind of you and bad baby, like, or bad Barbie that were the last people that got really internet. I mean, yeah. And then Nicolette Gray as well. She's a YouTuber. She did pretty good, but she had like her parents do all PR for her and stuff like that. When she went on the show, she was like the second one to blow up. And then there was. Wow. Okay. I mean, who do you think of the three of you? is the big, has the most, I don't know. Who do you think is the I feel like Bad Baby is definitely the most famous. I feel like Nicolette had a really big following on YouTube, but she's kind of just like went on to normal life now. Bad Baby so. says she's worth $50 million now. Do we think that's true? I don't believe that. I don't believe she made 50 million, but she's definitely made like a lot off of her OnlyFans, I think. What do you think? I mean, okay, after you left Dr. Phil, did he like follow up with you? Like, did he, I mean, because obviously he he tried to lecture you about the, and tell, okay, take people back because that was sort of the first moment you were on my radar, obviously for a lot of people on the internet. You I feel were- like the toilet thing was probably one of my most profound moments because everyone was so bored inside for COVID. Yes. And I had just gone viral because like I hooked up with Mike Malak, who was, um, dating Lana Rhodes at the time and he's on like the impulsive podcast and Mike tweeted about it the next day and was like oh I cheated on Lana and it was this whole big deal so I like felt that viral rush again and I was like oh my god like I really want to like get my Instagram verified and like be in the news again and skinny legend anthem was like blowing up on TikTok I'm like how can I capitalize off of this moment and I remember like sitting there like looking at TikTok and coronavirus being the two things in the news. And I was headed down for spring break and I was like, oh my God, like I have to do something. So I remember looking around the internet and like the Tide Pod challenge was such a big deal. And like the year before the ice cream licking challenge where I would like see on the news parents freaking out, like, oh my God, my kids are going to Walmart and licking tubs of ice cream. When in reality, no one was doing that. So I thought, let me just make a challenge to try and catch COVID, to just scare everyone. I'm like, obviously no one's kid was going to be licking a toilet seat. And I was 21 at the time. Like I was a 21 year old woman, not some TikTok teenager, but the media brand what they wanted. Also, I found it like you were on a private jet, right? That part is true. Yeah. Okay. So toilet. So I also feel like how many asses have really been on a private jet toy? You know what I mean? Like, and I don't know. I just feel like they're cleaner. It's not like, you know, it's not like you went on a fucking, you know, spirit airlines. No. Toy line. <laughs> like, yeah, I like that too. If you clean it first, like think about it. And then I remember reading on, I remember reading on Google that like toilet seats were cleaner than like your cell phone. So I was like, it's not a big deal. Take some bleach wipes, wipe it down with some bleach, you know? There you have it. Wasn't that it? was the first time. Um, okay, but obviously too, you're probably the most famous right now, sugar babe, like unabashed. I mean, Vice did a story on you. I think you've kind of put this out there. You know, 
tell me why you decided to become a sugar babe. Um, because my parents never like let me have a job. I remember being 16, trying to get my working papers because I was trying to like gain some independence from them because they have a lot of money and they wouldn't let me do it. I wasn't allowed to get a job. I got my license, but I couldn't have a car. Like I essentially had no independence. It was just my parents paying my bills. I get to college. It's the same thing. My parents paying my bills. They were paying for college. They were paying for like, you know, giving me money. They, um, they paid for my rent, everything. So I never learned how to work. I got to college and there was things I wanted because Kylie Jenner just blew up. She was in her King Kylie era. And obviously I was obsessed with that. So I was like, I want lip filler. I want hair extensions. I want lash extensions. I want all these things, but my parents wouldn't pay for it. And for some reason, it just wasn't my first thought to go get a job on campus like a normal kid. It was, I'm going to go on seeking arrangements and start like dating old men for money. I was like, this seems much more profitable and I'll be able to buy the things I want right away. And that's what I started doing. Okay. So you're in college, you get on seeking arrangements and you, and this is before, cause I mean, I want to talk about your plastic surgery. I mean, you look amazing. You've, you've also talked about like not doing plastic surgery anymore. Yeah, I'm a little botched. I was at the plastic surgeon this morning getting like my lipo fixed. <laughs> really what happened yeah. what was the botched procedure well I got a BBL but I didn't really do any aftercare which I should have done I just didn't because I wanted to party because I had just made like $120,000 off an AB scandal and stuff so I was like why the hell would I go be resting and getting massages when I can be going to Miami and blacking out so <laughs> okay, wait a minute I've heard when you get a BBL, you're supposed to like lay on your stomach for like five or six weeks. Like you're not supposed to lay on your back. You're supposed to just lay on your stomach. You probably have to wear something, right? To like keep everything. I did. I wore it, but like not as much as I should have. I really just screwed myself over. Okay. And so when it's botched, what happens when you don't do what they say? Like what happens? Does it just like sink? It's lumpy. It's well, my butt looks good, but my stomach has lumps on it and it's really ugly. So I'm going to get ultrasound therapy right now to try and break up all the scar tissue and things like that. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. And then what else have you had done? You've had your boobs done. Yeah. And these are a little botched too. I want to get them fixed. I want to get them smaller. And then I got my nose done. My parents paid for my nose job because I got into a fight with a girl in college and she broke my nose. So they thought the nose job was medically necessary. And then, yeah, that's it. Plenty of filler. Hair is fake, lashes are fake. That's that. Well, those I just consider, you know, those are just like upkeep. Yeah. A little maintenance. So, all right. So you start in college becoming a sugar babe. What, tell us like what it was like, like how much, all right. So, you know, if you're in college, a lot of people are working as bartenders or whatever, they're making $300 a night. I mean, once you start, how much money are you bringing in? You're like 19 years old at this point as a sugar babe. I think it's really dependent because I was making like at least $500 every time I met up with someone and I was meeting up with a lot of people because I was like 18, 19 at the time. So obviously any concern for my well-being just didn't exist in my brain yet because, you know, I had no front prefrontal lobe. <laughs> so yeah. I was literally going out and like going, meeting up with a sugar daddy, getting $500 to $1,000, coming back home, going to my dorm, throwing the money on my bed and going out and going to a frat party right after. And there's been so many times where I remember just throwing the money down on my bed and I had a random roommate when I first got to the Rockers, and I was like, oh, fuck, I just left like $1,500 on the bed. I hope she doesn't steal it kind of thing. Yeah. And was it there when you got back? It was actually there when I got back. 
And like, I was just doing it all the time. I remember my friends all started doing it too. And my friend Becky, she met up with this one sugar daddy in Montclair who had this giant mansion. And he was like, can you bring a friend to come give a massage to me? So like $800 each, Becky comes and picks me up. She's younger than me. I think I was 19, she was 18. We drive over to this 45 year old man's house and massage him in our underwear, get $800 and go home. It was a pretty interesting experience. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Ah! Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Shman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is well-researched, baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's 20. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's Kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. So Ava, what do you, okay, obviously, you know, you've, you've dated celebrities. We're going to talk about that. You still sugar to some, I mean, you know, a lot. I mean, there are men, high profile men that want to pay you hundreds of thousands of dollars to hook up with you. Um, 
So, okay. Now having like years of experience in the sugar babe field, do you, st- do you like what you do? I'm kind, I'm kind of like, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I feel like it doesn't, it's just what I've gotten used to and it's easy, but I'm not going to say it's fulfilling or like fun anymore. Cause it's like, I don't like, there's parts of me that I have like a lot of moral contradictions with what I do. Cause I'm like, I, I can't work a real job. I'm way too traumatized for that. Like, I just don't have it in me to even clean my house. I have a personal chef. I can't cook for myself. So I don't, I can't see myself behind a desk ever. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? You know, like making TikToks all day and like posting my ass on Instagram is really the maximum amount of work I'm willing to put in. So I, I've just kind of like realized it's the only path that really does exist for me because I was conditioned ever since I was little. Like I'm watching my mom grow up being given like thing after thing after thing by my father and her never having to work. I was just never taught. So I feel like as hard as I would have like tried to reprogram my brain and be like, Oh, even go get a real job and sit behind a desk. I probably would end up just fucking my boss. (laughs) Well, don't you think what you do though is real work? I mean, you know, I, in talking to all kinds of different sugar babes, sugar mamas, sh- you know, guys that sugar, I mean, it is really a form of work to do what you do. Yeah, I would say well. it is. I mean, I think it's, I feel like to me, it's just what it, my whole life has been like, it's been what, I, I, since I was 18 and I'm almost 24, it's just kind of like what I've been doing and I don't know how to do anything else. So it's like getting money out of men is just easy. <laughs> so it's like, to me, I feel like it's just a part of my life. And I just kind of exist in my own little world. And when men want to give me money, they give me money. And it's just a nice day. I'm so, look, I always say if I had to do my twenties over again, I would have been getting so much fucking money from men. Like honestly, what, like it's nice because I have so much freedom. So much freedom. I have always been obsessed with the sex world work. And I, I, I don't, I I feel like I've always had this like insecurity to do it, you know, because I I was like, I always was a fat kid. Like, you know, I was fat. You were. Yeah. Actually, I remember you telling me this, that you were a fat kid, which is so hard. I I wasn't like fat, but you know, I'm like, I'm definitely like a thicker girl. I've always like, I'm big bone. I literally, when I got my BBL done, like I still have a very wide rib cage. Like I've never been petite. So like, I was literally at the plastic surgeon yesterday and I was just like, do I need revision lipo? Like what's going on here? He was like, you have no fat left. This is all just skin and ribs. And I was like, are you serious? So it's like, I've always, I've never been like one of those tiny girls. So I was a little chubbier, like in high school and like as a child, never used to bully me and stuff. And now all the boys used to bully me are trying to fuck me. So, oh my God, they literally all must be. (laughs) Or they're trying to pay to fuck me and stuff like that. So it, it's definitely different. I feel like I just took all my insecurity and just packaged it behind a bunch of silicone in my chest and just not nah, me. Well, would you say you're insecure now? I mean, you 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 put it all out there. I, I mean, don't think I'm insecure, but I definitely am super hard on myself. And like, I'll pick myself apart all the time, and I'll be like, "What can I fix next?" It's like the problem with plastic surgery is once you do it, you it you it never stops. And it's like, there's so many like things about you, yourself that you sit there and you're like, oh my God, I need to change and things like that. It just never ends. So I wouldn't say I'm like insecure, but I, I don't think I'll ever have like the best image of myself because when you grow up like that, you never do. You know no, it's hard. 
It's hard. Well, you're always that fat kid. You know what I mean? You always remember yourself, even when you're 30 years old, when you're 40 years old, you always are thinking back like you're that kid, you know, Um, and it takes a lot to overcome that. I was saying to you before we started this interview, when you Google you, one of the biggest things that comes up is does Ava Louise have parents? Well, I mean, clearly you have parents, but people are very fascinated by like how you grew up and you're quite private. I mean, can you, what will you share about your parents? I mean, tell me about, first of all, I've met your mom and Susan. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my mother is definitely a narcissist and she refuses to believe that, but narcissists never will admit the fact that they're narcissists. So she always saw me as like an extension of herself. And like when I was a little kid, she would bully me and be like, I wish you were better looking. Like I wish you were prettier. I wish you were in better shape and stuff like that. And she didn't put me in sports or anything like that. Like she didn't make an effort to feed me healthy foods. Like I was a little kid. So she used to starve me and like put me on gum diets and just, she's like literally, she puts on a good face, but she's probably one of the most abusive people I've ever met in my life, at least to be mothered by. And my father was just like, so focused on work that he was absent. So my dad would leave at like five in the morning and come home at 8 PM and go hide in the basement. So I didn't really know my dad because we didn't have a relationship. And he was just kind of like the guy who lived in the basement would talk to me when my mother told him to. So it's like me and my mother, obviously, now that I'm older and I'm not in her house anymore, our relationship has improved because it's no longer 24-7, like, criticism and, like, her paying attention to what I'm doing, where I'm at, and things like that. And I feel like I've just full-scented so hard into just, like, hooking up with men and, and blasting it all over the internet and celebrities and TikTok and licking toilets and stuff like that. She's kind of been forced to accept it. So it, my childhood was like pretty traumatizing which is like exactly why I am what I am now because I was never taught to function outside of like a fight or flight environment in my home lots of control with money and things like that so I've kind of flipped the switch and now I get men to pay me (laughs) and I mean it works out well I was taught to be quite manipulative as a child because my parents were so controlling and things like that so I obviously use that to my advantage now with the internet and with men and it works out how much money do you think you've made sugaring and being an internet star? So at least far? a million dollars. At least. I haven't added it all up, but it's definitely near a million. And then I saw on your Instagram, I mean, do you invest wisely? Like I saw you do a comparison once between like the value increase of a Gucci handbag and um and then buying crypto, which I mean, obviously crypto's in the tank now. But I mean, do you oh, do well, you have any of that money to show for? Well, like I have like money in an, uh, well, yeah, I have my bank account. I have like six figures in my bank account at all times. I literally refuse to have any less than six figures, mostly for me, because when I go to the bar and like, this happens all the time, men will try and pull up their bank accounts to flex on me and have like 70,000 or like 10 or 15,000, or they'll be like, Oh, look at me. I have money kind of thing. It happens a lot. I just like to pull up my bank account with like 150 grand and look at them and be like, am I supposed to care? Like, am I supposed to care about your, your measly $20,000 sitting in your account? Like I make that in two weeks, but I, I mean, I have it in like investments and things like that. And then like Chanel bags are good investments. That's kind of what I've noticed. I'll buy a Chanel bag and it's like, I have one that I spent 5,500 on and now it's worth 16 grand and it's just sitting on my shelf. So it's oh kind of what I do. God. Yeah. Okay. What's a bank account number that impresses you? I mean, men hit you up and I want to know who's in your DMS these days, but everyone, 
men hit you up all the time. Like, and obviously when they show you their bank account, I mean, it has to be higher than 150 grand, clearly. Oh yeah. It's like, cause I hooked up with this billionaire once. I think he's a billionaire. I don't really know, but he was trying to like pay me and stuff like that. He, that's a crazy story. He, um, he like knows Donald Trump and everyone. Like my friend Andrew met him at the gym in New York. And then Andrew's kind of like a pimp for him, like bringing attractive young women to come hook up with him all the time. Is this Jeffrey Epstein? Who is this? No, let me, let me tell you his name. I'm going to look right now. We're going to expose him. Is it, this is sounding like a Jeffrey Epstein situation. If this it's guy- It's like that. I'm not even kidding. Actually, but that reminds me that I'm kind of like, has Elon Musk ever hit you up? I feel like you- No, I wish. Like I literally, and he owns the most expensive health kitchen home on the market. And he has a fleet of like four chrome like cars and they're like Lambos and Rolls Royces and they're all chrome. Personally, I found them very ugly and not impressive, but he brought me into his room and he like owns like the top, he owns this big health kitchen place and he has like a separate apartment where he brings the women to because he tried pretending to be someone else. Like he tried he had his assistant text me and be like, the boss is going to get you a car and like all this stuff. It was super fucking weird. He gave me a fake name, but my friend Andrew had his real name and gave it to me. Like, it wasn't that hard to figure out who he was. Figured out who he was, all this crazy stuff. And he was so mean and weird. And he told me he was dying of stomach cancer and how his ex was a sports illustrated swimsuit model and I would never be as hot as her. And he was doing charity by hooking up with me and stuff like that. He was just really mean, definitely like a sociopath of some sort. He showed me videos of him like verbally abusing this girl and how he went and got revenge on her by exposing her in the media for her divorce. And I remember reading about it in Daily Mail, this woman like apparently cheated on her plastic surgeon husband or her surgeon husband or something. And it was in Daily Mail and she was like a Miss America pageant winner. And I remember reading it and thinking, why is this in Daily Mail? Like, it's not that interesting to me, but he paid the media to write all these stories on her. And I was just sitting there like on his couch, like I need to get the hell out of here. I was like, I don't care how much money you have. No way. I'm getting the fuck out. Yeah, he told me how he hacks women's accounts on Instagram and stuff like that. And he has the money to do it. He has the money and the resources to do it. So I was like, there's no way I'm going to let you into my life. Like you could pay me whatever. You can drive me around in your chrome Lamborghini up and down the New York streets. There's no way in hell that I'm going to like involve myself deeper. It was like really, really scary. And I didn't have to sign NDAs or anything like that either, which was weird to me because you would think someone with that much money would want that. But he, he was just trying to go by a fake identity. It was so strange. Do you um, keep receipts on all these people? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, you must, right? I That's mean, I don't really have the receipts as much as I have like my friend Andrew like setting it up and like, I obviously don't have like any proof of me being there with him necessarily. I do have the text from like his assistants and things like that. But I mean, I have receipts on pretty much everyone. This situation was just super strange. And I, I was just like, there's no way I'm ever going to touch a billionaire ever again. I'd rather the men who have like less money and power and influence who just have a decent amount who will give it to me. Okay, let's talk about the celebrities that you've hooked up with that are... You've like I've read that you've hooked up with some hot people, and I want you to rank like who the best hookups are. Um, I read you hooked up with Rob Gronkowski. Is that true? Well, sort of. We just kind of made out. 
I fucking love Rob Gronkowski. Is he yeah. hot in real life or no? Yes. I mean, they're all hot in real life, except for Mike Malak was not, but I wouldn't really count him as famous. I hooked up with Little Pump, who I find kind of hot. I thought that was fun. Okay, Little did Pump. you and, and did you and Dave Portnoy ever hook up or you just no, like, oh, but like that's what like that whole story was so convoluted to me because all I was doing was giving my opinion on it because it wasn't a piece about rape. You know what I'm saying? And like the person who wrote that article made it seem very much like Dave Portnoy was raping women. But in reality, it was just about power dynamics where it was just like a man who was in his forties with a lot of power, money and influence knew he could have an 18 year old girl, like be sexually manipulated into doing things maybe that crossed her boundaries. And like, that's kind of what it was. Yes, they consented. But when I was 19 years old, I let Jersey Shore put me in a dog cage and fuck me in it and show me porn of girls throwing up. But I was 19. So like, I had no objections. I'm like, I can't say. So that's kind of why I got like, I understood like the perspective of like these women being like, hey, yeah, Dave didn't rape me, but he did things to me I wasn't comfortable with. And I'm like, of course he did that because he was an older man and he knew he could take advantage of a younger woman's mind. And so I gave my opinion on it and I said it was a bit predatory and weird. I was like, he should find someone older who's a little more mature. I'm like, and take out his sexual fantasies on them, not young girls. Because to me, 18 years old, you're just fresh out of high school. I'd, you could say it's legal all you want. That's a kid. And so that's all I said. But then Dave Portnoy freaked the hell out and said I was the star witness in this smear piece against him, accusing him of all kinds of stuff. I'm like, I just gave an opinion. Did the stool like, come for you? Mm-hmm, you yes. And I had not ever hooked up with Dave. Dave just was in my DMs trying to hook up with me when I was 19 and it just never happened. So I was just like, yeah, Dave hit me up. I'm like, it happens. Like I, I didn't, all I told was the truth. And I said, I think it's a little creepy. And as a woman who has literally hooked up with older men since I was 18 years old, I'm like, it is not normal. Cause I've been on six, I've been on seeking arrangements. The second I turned 19, I had men asking if I could dress younger to look 18 again and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is also, oh so I just said it was weird and creepy, but Ugh, all the stories yeah. freaked. Um, did, okay. Did you ever get with Devin Booker? Uh, he just DM'd me and texted me. I have like the text on my phone still. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't he still allegedly seeing Kendall? He is still allegedly with Kendall, but this was, I think, before Kendall. But I just put it out there like while I was hooking up with Antonio Brown because I thought it was just, we're just going to add fuel to the sports fire. I have a lot of professional players in my DMs. These athletes love you. Oh yeah, I have one from the New York Giants DM me like right after he his name was Blake Martinez and he was in the middle of a divorce with his wife and he was trying to take me on a date right after I exposed Antonio Brown I was like are you crazy why do these men keep DMing you when they know no, this is Devin Booker texting me back in 2018 okay he so you haven't, Devin. You haven't heard what he but I bet if I DM'd him again I could get a response as long as him and Kendall were off how ironic <laughs> <laughs> 
I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delaney Show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delaney Podcast. Enjoy. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it up into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Ten years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. Why do these men DM you when a lot of them are in relationships? They know, I mean, it's no Reggie secret. Reggie Bush slid in my DMs when he was married. And I made a TikTok about it. Like me and Reggie never met up or anything, but he was obviously flirting with me. And I think I was 20 at the time. And so I made a TikTok about it and Reggie Bush blocked me on everything. Presley Gerber was in my DMs. Cause I remember I messaged him years ago and I was like, Oh my God, I really like your face tat. He answered and he was apparently in a relationship with some girl and my friends in LA ended up telling her, I was like, why would you tell her that we were DMing? And so Presley Gerber blocked me too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Of the people. Okay. You hooked up with Antonio Brown. We all know that. Yeah. I mean, that was the most legend. That was the recent like viral, you know, the day he went, he quit basically. Honestly, when I saw him run off the field, I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, I, cause I knew I had like a good story to tell there. And I was like, I can't not tell the media. I was like, because it's who I am. If I was just some regular girl, I don't think it would have been like as prolific as it was, but because it was the girl who's like the toilet and like a release, it was just like crazy. It was well, just I mean, great chaos. You are amazing at, 
at hacking the internet. I mean, whether it was Toilet Seat, Skinny Legend, I mean, the Dave Portnoy drama, um, you know, Devin Book, I mean, goes on and on and on, right? Um, but with stuff. you've told the Antonio Brown story in depth, uh, you know, in, in different sports outlets and everything, which which essentially was he had hit, AB had hit you up. Um, this was yeah, the night yeah, 2018. That's when they all started DMing me. It was like hot 2018. And then me and him never met up. And then I had given him my number on New Year's of 2021 because okay. he was in Miami and I was in Miami. We never hooked, like hooked up. We never met up. And then I get a phone call on like New Year's Day, 2022. And I was just like, and it was from Miami and I, I didn't recognize the number. So I didn't answer. And I went to text, who is this? But then I had seen it was AB and he had texted me. And I was like, why is AB randomly calling me? We haven't spoken in like a year. So you pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't pick up the phone. I just shot him a text. And I was like, what's up? And he was like, I'm in Jersey City. And I lived in Jersey City. Like he was right around the corner from me. And I had some weird, like, I didn't really want to do it because AB's not really my type. But I was just like, I had some weird gut feeling that I should. And I also had just gotten my BBL and I had like so much FOMO that everyone went out and partied and like I couldn't because I was too sick and like recovering. So I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go hook up with AB. And I did it. And then the next day he ran off the field and I was like. And he literally snuck you in to a hotel, to the hotel where all the guys from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are staying, where there's not supposed to be anybody else because of COVID protocol, right? I envision this, was this like old school movies where you're like hiding in a fucking laundry basket? No, it was like, I was drunk and I like, I had to get drunk before I hooked up with him. There's no way I could do that sober. He's really not my type. I mean, he's attractive, but like not my type. So I like got, like, I remember I like needed a key to get up the elevator and I just told Antonio, I was like, I'm there. And he's like, I'm going to have to come down and get you. But then I saw a group of people like going up the elevator. So I asked him what floor to go to. And I remember I just followed these people into the elevator. I had no key. They scanned their key. I hit my floor. I walked. There's a sign for the box, like on the floor, like saying training where Brady was, like all this stuff. And there was security sitting at the desk. And I like walked in and I just like called Antonio and I'm like, hey, I'm on the floor. What room? And security like let me right by because I guess these players have a lot of girls coming over. I don't know. So the, the COVID protocol is essentially bullshit because you yeah. probably were not the only girl there that night. Probably not because security really didn't care. Oh my God. So, okay. You obviously, you know, you hook up with him, you leave, he ends up playing football the next day, does the whole shirt incident. His attorney tries to call you and give you $10,000 to not leave the Yes. Country. Which that was wild. Because I got a text, huh? Yeah, tell me. Well, yeah. no, I, I loved, you did a, a radio show where you basically said, look, the offer of 10 grand is insulting, which I, yeah. I fucking agree. $10,000 is so low. If they'd maybe given you 50,000, 60,000, okay. Okay, maybe, maybe I would consider well. it. But I had a gut feeling I was going to make like 100,000 off of it. I'm like, I feel like I can make 100K. And I just said that out loud. Out loud. I like manifested it. I made 120. 
But <laughs> I get a text message after Daily Mail came and interviewed me and photographed me for their story. They were like, oh, um, they had to go get comment from Antonio Brown. So they reached out to Antonio Brown's rep. And so that's how Antonio found out a story was going to be coming out. And so I get a text, hey, this is a lawyer for Antonio Brown. Can you please give me a call? And I was like, oh, fuck, is he going to sue me? But I was like, he can't sue me because everything I'm saying is 100% true. I was like, there's no way that like I can get in trouble for this. So I texted it to my manager and I was like, hey, you handle it. I don't want to talk to the lawyer. The lawyer like wasn't like giving him anything. And my manager recorded the whole conversation. The lawyer wasn't like confirming it was true or anything like that. Just being like, hey, she shouldn't do this, blah, blah, blah. And my manager's like, it's all true. And like, so but the lawyer was like never confirming it on his end, but was just like $10,000. I think my manager's like, so how much are you trying to pay her to make it go away? And the lawyer was like, 10K. I was like, no fucking way. Am I going to take 10K? So, how did you end up making 120,000 from it? Off of OnlyFans. Oh, because people became subscribers. Yeah. Got it. So it worked um, out really well. Did you ever hear any fallout? Like, what did Tom Brady, did you ever hear, like, if Tom Brady, I mean, you know, no, like no one addressed it. Like the ESPN and stuff like that was like tweeting at the Bucks being like, you snuck a girl on, like everyone needs to be COVID tested. Like this is a mess and stuff like that. And the Bucks in typical football team fashion just totally ignored it. Totally ignored it. It was just like, we don't care. We're just going to pretend he didn't do this. He's no longer a part of the team. Never mind. And like, they totally just ignored the fact that it happened and never, Bucks never said a thing. Have you ever heard from AB since? No. But he's like been around. No, he got me kicked out of a club in New Jersey like a week after it happened. Oh yeah, you both showed up there, right? And he was yeah. like, "Not happy you were there." He got me kicked out, and then like he was going to be at a club down the shore like last weekend, and I was thinking about going. I just didn't end up going because like my friends didn't want to go. But I thought it would have been really funny to see if he tries to kick me out again. Oh my god, we got to go for round two. Yeah. Okay. Wait, before we move on, because I want to ask you about some pop culture sugar babes. I mean, it's so so many people are dating up. They're sugaring. The pandemic like blew up everything. But tell me on a list of one to five, one being the best. Who are the the five best celebrity hookups ranked? I don't know if I can give you five because it's. Let's see. How I about think, three? Let's see. I can give you three. Um. Let's see, who am I? I'm trying to like recall who I've hooked up with that's famous. I am, uh, Vinny would be three because it was exciting and interesting and I'm such a big Jersey Shore fan. I want to give Little Pump number one. Actually, no, we'll give Little Pump number one, Vinny number two, and then we'll give AB number three. Because like I have a lot of them in my DMs and stuff like that, but we haven't had sex yet. So I'll have to give you the updated list after I go to LA in August because you are the <laughs> roster. Who's been the worst? Any celebrity um, sex hookups that are the worst? No, Mike like Malak. And I wouldn't know if I would call him a celebrity, but he's like Logan Paul's little bestie minion. That was so fucking creepy. And he was so weird and he just abused me on the internet after. These men like hook up with me and like, listen, I'm not going to say it's some like big accomplishment because you should see these celebrity men will literally have sex with anything, anything. Like they're cheating on their beautiful celebrity like girlfriends and women with the ugliest LA rats I've ever seen. So it's not that a flex that I've hooked up with them or anything like that because they are truly for the streets. Like AB was in my friend, best friend, best friend's DMs, like literally while we were in Mexico a couple months after the scandal. I was like, oh my God. 
And like they're, the, but you know, it's just like, they're still just like, then they go online and they just tear us girls down that they sleep with and stuff like that. Like Mike did that to me. And I was like, this is awful. I was like, why are you bullying me like this? I was like, I'm not the one who forced anything. I didn't rape you. Like they literally act like it's the end of the world whenever it gets blown up that they had sex with someone. I'm like, calm down. I know, right? I know. Yeah. It's, it's like, we know it's happening. Okay. I want to do some rapid fire pop culture. And then I want to talk about what your goal is like in general in life, because on your, your Instagram stories are really fascinating. People come to you for a ton of advice. Yes. advice. I mean, they want to know everything about you from your hairless cats to <laughs> your parents, but they, they really want to know a lot about your dating life. And oh my God, know- everyone's obsessed with who I'm dating and I'm not dating anyone right now. Because I broke up with this guy I was dating who was like a cokehead beater narcissist, but like the sex was super good. He wasn't that rich or anything. He lived at his parents' house on a twin mattress on the floor. So it was kind of gross. But I was like, thought he was sexy and fun. And I felt like being a little self-destructive. So I got involved with that. And so now I'm not dating anyone. And I'm trying to go out to LA and hook up with Ronnie from Jersey Shore and Young Gravy. So I'm going to go to LA, let them like break my back and then fly home real quick. Like that's my next plan. But like, yeah, everyone's always fascinated. Like, do you have a boyfriend? Cause like, I feel like people think it's really hard for someone like me to date, which yeah. it is. It definitely is. Like I can't date. I've realized dating a normal guy isn't going to work. I'm going to have to date a rapper or like, you know, a reality TV personality or some rich old dude. Like that, like, cause no regular guy sees me and sees my Instagram followers and sees what I post and feels comfortable. They get intimidated. I, I feel like it's going to be Elon Musk. I see. You I want Elon Musk so fucking bad like I want to be his like fifth or sixth baby mama I don't know how many he's got now but I will like he does he's got a lot yeah I think he has 10 children I think it's now been confirmed he has 10 kids he's trying to repopulate the planet like sign me up I'll take that child support check all day like that one I do I'll pop on a baby he's just gonna have to pay for the lipo and tummy tuck after and I'm like Oh, I feel like you're going to manifest that. All right, let's do some rapid fire pop culture. J-Lo and Ben, do you think they're going to make it? No, because they're both Leos. Oh. Aren't they and both Leos? I think they're both Leos, right? What happens when Leos date? It's so toxic. I dated another Leo and then he became like a semi-famous fitness TikToker. It's just like two people constantly fighting for attention. They didn't work out once. Why'd they revisit it? I don't think it's going to work out. Um, also you famously went viral for saying that Kanye was hooking up with Jeffree Star. Yes. That was honestly one of the funniest things I ever fucking did. I was just in a little silly, goofy mood and thought it'd be fun to like say that. And you I did it seriously. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't, everyone believed it. I didn't get sued. Nothing. Cause like, what's Kris Jenner going to fucking do? All she did was threaten me through TMZ. She was like, if you continue to make stuff up about our family, then I actually will see you. And I was like, do it. They loved the publicity. Jeffree Star loved the publicity. Oh my God. Yeah. But Jeffree Star blocked me and everything. And he recently went on Logan Paul's podcast and was calling me stupid. He was like, this stupid girl made it up on TikTok. And I was like, why do you hate me so much, Jeffree Star? You were literally canceled for being a racist in 2020. And I revived your life and career with this rumor i was like you owe me if anything he should be sending you one of his yaks have you seen oh. him in wyoming well you can't i mean you're blocked yeah. but he is like he's like a yak farm where he sells like yak meat or something yeah, he's slaughtering them like what the hell yes well, um, doing think- makeup to slaughtering yaks like who do you think kanye should date next honestly i feel like he should date me 
Oh, you'd be good. But I'm friends with Julia Fox, so I feel like that'd be really weird. You're friends with Julia Fox or yes. he is? I'm friends with Julia Fox. You okay, you're how how are you and Julia Fox friends? She followed me on Instagram. Like, I guess she found me. I had been following her because I saw Uncut Gems and I was like, who is this chick? She's so hot. And I followed her and I was just like inspired by her. I just like loved who she was. I liked her vibe. And she followed me on Instagram. She was like, hey, I want to get you on our podcast and stuff like that. So I went on her podcast before it was on Spotify. And then I just re-recorded the podcast. I did it on Antonio Brown right after, right when Julia was dating Kanye. And we were not allowed to talk about the Jeffrey Kanye rumors at all. But yeah, it was pretty crazy. I love Julia though. She's, she's iconic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh my God, you, if you dated Kanye, like one of these is going to happen. I mean, has Kanye slid in your DMs yet? No, but like he was watching my friend's Instagram story. She like posted about it. So I sent Kanye a picture of my ass the other day and said, hey, so let's hopefully remember he doesn't like remember I made up the Jeffrey Kanye rumor but maybe he can forgive me for it. What do you think of Real Housewives of Orange County star? She's been fired now. Noella uh, Bergner. She is a sugar babe. Mm-hmm. Aren't the they all? Babe? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but now she's done a partnership with Seeking Arrangements. and No way. Yes. Yeah, I kind of felt like you were slighted. I'm like, how the fuck is Ava Louise not doing a partnership Yeah, but I feel like Seeking is going a bit downhill because there's so many, I feel like they're trying to rebrand, but there's been so many girls that have gone on Seeking dates and like ended up dead or like ended up like in dangerous situations or almost sex trafficked. So like that site's a little sketchy. I feel like they're trying to put up like a a pretty face to it. I don't know if I would want to be associated, I'm going to be honest, because I had some shady shit happen to me. I literally had some guy that I met up at a hotel off of Seeking and he like tried to force himself on me and I was just like no it's not what's going on and I remember taking the money off the bed and I told him $800 to hang out with me for the night and he was just weird and then I found out he had lied about his career and he was a school teacher and all this stuff I had to run away in this hotel in New Brunswick run away into the woods and hide in the woods and then I counted the money and there was only $200 in singles in there and I was like sir I'm not a fucking stripper I was like Oh my God. But like that whole event was just like sketchy. And I was like, he literally tried to like force himself. And I was just like, this is not the vibes. I need to get the hell out. He tried to chase me out of the hotel. So seeking is like super dangerous. Do you have security now when you meet sugar daddies? Cause I mean, you, I've seen I some bring of my friends. I don't need security. I just bring my friends. And I remember my ex-boyfriend always used to volunteer to like come with me on sugar daddy dates and be like, oh, I'm going to be there and like sit at the other table. Just give me a chunk of your money. I'm like, no fucking way are you getting a chunk of my money. So I just bring like my best friend and we just like go out and he'll, they'll sit at the different table and like watch. But like, that's how, that's how my first sugar daddy date ever went was I went to dinner with a sugar daddy and I had my best friend sitting at the table next to me. And that's how it goes now. It works out. 
How do you feel? I know you're a Kylie Jenner fan. Did you see the recent story that Kris Jenner is worried about Kylie spending? And I'm curious, Kylie allegedly spends $300,000 a month on clothing. I mean, you grew up rich. You yeah. make tons of money every month now. I don't um, spend that much on clothes though, but would I love to spend that much on clothes? Yes. But the problem is, is it's like when you buy too many designer bags and stuff, they end up just sitting on your shelf. So I don't know what she's doing with all those clothes. I know. What do we think? Like to live, I would love to live it though. Do you think Kylie's really a billionaire, and do you think she could go broke? I don't think she'll ever go broke. She's Kylie Jenner. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, but I feel like she's kind of falling behind Kim again because Kim came out with Skims and stuff like that, and Skims is so amazing and everyone loves it. And Kylie Swim just missed the mark. So I feel like if Kylie came out with her own clothing brand, because I remember in 2016. I, she had the Kylie Jenner shop. I bought fucking everything. I was stealing my parents' credit card, just like <laughs> buying all of her clothes and her merch and things like that. And I remember loving that. But I feel like with, she's falling behind with the makeup. People aren't so interested in like the makeup she makes anymore. So I feel like Kylie could fall very much behind Kim again. I don't know. Ava, what, you know, Ava, I think the thing that people misunderstand about you is just how smart you really are. And yeah. <laughs> you really are like in getting to know you you know you are very smart does it bother you that people don't think that though you know as somebody who's been in the media a long time seeing how you hack the media's attention is pretty amazing because it's easy for someone to do that once and go viral but I know continually do it crafted into this career of sugaring and being a huge OnlyFans star. And, you know, you have some other exciting projects that we're going to be talking about in the future. But um, does it bother you that people don't think you're very bright? Honestly, it does. It used to not because I was like, oh, I have to keep this character up. But what bothers me is like, I feel like it just speaks a lot for like our generation in general, or just like the people that are consuming media is how can you not see that I like did this on purpose? And I've literally come out and I made YouTube videos and I've said in interviews, like, yeah, I planned this whole thing. And I remember there was only one article I ever read that really wrote like, oh, this girl is like Kim Kardashian got her leg up by making a sex tape. Ava Louise got her leg up by licking a toilet. Really, what's the difference here? And they were like, she could be like the next Kris Jenner. Like they were saying those things about me. And I was like, that's 100% true. But like, people are so surprised that I have a brain. You know what I'm saying? And they look at me and they're like, oh, this girl's so stupid. She's so disgusting. She's all these things. And I'm just like, I'm actually very educated in what I do. And I'm like, I'm actually very good at it. I was like, just, but like, I know what sells and it's always sex and stupid stuff and things like that. So it's like, I can't necessarily go viral for speaking my opinions or, you know, like being too, too honest. I'm going to have to like fluff it up and act like a whore and dumb myself down. Cause that's what people love to consume, which I think is quite cancerous and very bad because that's what people are into watching. No one wants to like, like connect with someone or anything like that anymore. They just want somebody to make fun of and stuff like that. It's not the best. What is your goal? What do you want to do? Knowing that, you know, how smart you are, you've, you planned this career, you knew that you had to use like your, your sex, your great looks, the sugaring world to kind of, you know, I mean, the reality too, is to create any brand, you need a lot of money. Um, yeah. you, you've, you've worked for that in sugaring. Um, so what is Ava Louise's goal? 
I feel like I just want to like, I feel like there's so much I know about this world and I feel like I'm the only person that's willing to be honest about it. So I really just want to start moving myself into just sharing like the truth, like, cause like the influencer career is starting to collapse and die. And like, that's something I'm very fascinated by and like a huge part of. And I feel like I want to start, I feel like we're moving in a different direction on social media. I really want to be breaking that stuff down. And obviously I'm always going to be like hooking up with old men for money. That's never going to change. I mean, I'll do it for as long as I can. And if I have, I'm going to end up marrying rich because I truthfully like regular relationships don't really serve me. So that's where I'm going to go. But I feel like career wise, like obviously I want to be on TV. I feel like I'm great TV, (laughs) but I just kind of want to be honest and give people like, you know, like a real look into my life because I feel like what people don't know about influencers is we have a very weird past that led us down to the, like, to these careers and everyone wants to just tear us apart and forget that we're human. And like, there's a reason I am this way. There's a reason I like toilets and things like that. So I feel like that's kind of where I want to start going direction wise, obviously keeping up all the sexy, fun shock value. Cause it's just how I am, but you know what I'm saying? I compl- look, I knew it from the start. I was like, this woman is a star and I'm obsessed. Um, Ava, you're amazing. I am so, like, I could talk to you for two hours. So this yeah, is, I have a lot of opinions on everything. We could keep going. <laughs> I'm telling you people just wait. There's a lot. Ava has a lot of things coming up and, um, I just, I don't know. I feel, I see you as a talk show host, like a really, I know it's what my manager says too. I'm I, great at picking people's minds too. Like, I love that. Well, I, I think love just sit a bunch of influencers down and pick their brains because, like, I feel like everyone has such an act on and yes. they're so fake and weird. I would love to know who they are. Like, who were you before your YouTube video went viral? I feel like it'd be interesting. Yeah. You're so good at calling people's bullshit too. I think. Oh, yeah. It's all bullshit. Everything you see is bullshit. Oh. Okay, where do people follow you? Where do people follow you on Instagram, your OnlyFans? Are you, I know TikTok had like banned you, then you're back oh, on. Oh, it still bans me all the time. I have a TikTok, but it's like, I'm TikTok's kind of dying too. They don't like me on there because I'm, I'm too provocative. My sense of humor, like the social media is not fun anymore because back in the day, you could make dark humor jokes. You could like toilet seats, you could be sexy. And now it's like very controlled. And the algorithms are working against me. But they can follow me on Instagram at Ava Louise. And for my OnlyFans and everything else, it's in the link in my bio. There's all my other socials. Do we think Jeffree Star got you banned from TikTok? Mm, Chris Jenner might have done it. I don't think Jeffree has that power. I don't think people like Jeffree enough. But I feel like Chris Jenner may have had a part to play. (laughs) She's probably like, get this girl away from my family. And it's so funny because I met the Kardashians and I have photos with them on my Instagram. And I remember in the middle of that scandal, everyone was like, look, she's met all of them. Oh my God. Yeah, it was funny. I know that's amazing. I love it. I was going to say, I feel like I would see you hanging out with Kylie as well. Honestly, I feel like me and her are just on very different vibes though. Cause I'm from New Jersey and I'm ratchet. (laughs) Like I could be all glammed up and like look pretty and put on designer clothes but at the end of the day i'm like literally it's like you're packaging snooki into like like a kylie jenner looking person and it's just like i don't i think we clash i'm not one of those la chill girls who wants to sit in my matcha like i'm trying to go rip some shots and like have a good time i feel like we would just clash oh my god 
more of Ava Louise to come. I adore you. Thank you for finally being on this podcast. Finally. I can't wait to share this. Oh my God, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs>